and she's my height, and I'm in heels. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, what are you packing? We're hanging out with a guest whose name I butchered, but I will now fix Miss Uduak Oduok. Born in the United States, raised as a child in Nigeria, her early experience of assault as a child cemented any doubts about the marginalization of girls and women, but she buried the trauma and later channeled that energy towards advocacy work and a career as a lawyer, journalist, and writer. However, it was not until certain life events in her 20s triggered the traumatic experience, forcing her to unwillingly deal with overwhelming fear, shame, guilt, stigma, and the reality that excellence in her career and goals and achievements had no bearing on her wounded soul. She has dedicated her time to spotlighting the emerging African fashion scene to bring it global recognition. She has written articles for major fashion media and worked to create her own multi-level media company. For over a decade now, she has used and continues to use her voice to advocate for the voiceless and to engineer social change within and outside the legal field. She draws on her diverse experience as a legal practitioner to inspire and motivate audiences to be the trans transformational change they want to see. Miss Oduak is the founder of Lady Brill, an award-nominated pioneer digital magazine celebrating brilliant women, entrepreneurs and leaders, and destigmatizing the image of Africans through fashion and entertainment. That's all you. Yes. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And you forgot the African music law relevant to the yes. to this particular audience as well. How are you doing, Odu- Uduak? Yes, I'm doing really good. It's w- exciting to be in South Africa for the first time. Oh, my gosh. What does your name mean? It means the will of God. Yes. Yeah. So, American girl raised in Nigeria. Yeah. How did that happen? Vegas. So, my uh, family was in the U.S. My dad was studying law uh, yes. at the time. My mom came to join him, mm. and um, they had us there, Okay, the girls there. And so, then we turned back to, the, to Nigeria and yeah. was raised there till my maybe 13 years old, Yes, and then returned back to the States. Tell us about growing up uh, in Lagos, little girl. I think if, if you can survive the true concrete jungle, yes. right, you can survive anywhere. Lagos is a very interesting place. Lots of very interesting things happening. It's got the grit. It's got the, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. It's just so much happening. And it's mm. just, I, I love it. I, I love Lagos. What would you say about your childhood formed your opinions on life, work, men, career? Mm. I think, um, well... The way I was raised yeah. was raised in what, well, I always say I was raised with a wooden spoon in my mouth. Mm. And so even though my family had a very rich heritage, for some unknown reason, we found yeah. ourselves in a situation where, you know, we literally had to build from the ground up. And I think that helped me form resilience, mm. focus, passion, discipline. And then, of course, the schools that I went to, uh, one of which was a military academy. Yeah. And uh, if you go to a military academy in Nigeria, you certainly will learn discipline. How did you end up in a military academy? Well, the school was called Command, yeah. Command Day. Um, and, it, you know, the private schools, the military had some other private schools, and they mm-hmm. were the coveted schools that everybody wanted to get into. So, yes. yeah, I got a chance to attend. And, uh, again, that resilience, that molding, that shaping, uh, had a big part to do with my experiences then, of course, the family that, that raised me as well. How did law school happen and why law? Why law? So I was a little kid yeah. back in Nigeria. Mm. It's so interesting 
I have to tell this story about identity because yes. I think that as Africans, often we forget who we are and mm. that forms the essence of how we relate to the world. Yeah. So when I was growing up, I actually thought that I was Yoruba, but my uh -huh. family is not Yoruba. My mm. family is, is Kalaba, okay. but no one told me otherwise. I also thought that I was Nigerian, but did not own a Nigerian passport to my name, only an American passport. Yeah. So as a child, I would read and write Yoruba very fluently mm. and I found a book uh, that was part of my reading class. So Yorubas are one of the three major tribes, major tribes yeah, in exactly, Nigeria. Yes. Exactly. So there was a book that was assigned reading as part of my primary school. Yes. And the book was all ab in Yoruba. And it was all about the um, judicial system. Now, mm. I had no clue that on, my, on the paternal side was all law, judiciary, law enforcement. Mm. I just read this book and I knew I had to be a lawyer. Yes. In Yoruba. Mm. So that's how that came about. So while I was still in the country, I knew mm. no matter what, however what, I will be a lawyer someday. Yes. And I pursued that dream relentlessly, debating, forming debate clubs. Then, of course, when we moved back to the States, declared a pre-law yeah. um, major in university, mm. pursued it, and just stayed the course because I knew unequiv unequivocally that I was born to, to be a lawyer. Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Miss Uduak Oduok. Uh, she's a lawyer, speaker, journalist, author with uh, firm African roots, as you can hear. More from her after this. Benny Maverick and Sky Wonder. It's the latest single from Benny Maverick. That was Crime of Passion. Metro FM is where you're at. Welcome to Fresh Breakfast. We're talking hashtag what are you packing? Hanging out with American lawyer, speaker, journalist and author. Her name is uh, Oduak Oduok. I think uh, you deliberately set up your name and your surname like this uh, to make it difficult for us to call you with your name and your surname at the I, same time. I love watching you attempting to say, <laughs> to say it. It's so funny. I break into a sweat when I get into your name because I hate butchering people's names. I hear you. Because I don't want my name butchered. Yeah. Why are you in South Africa? Well, several reasons. First yes. of all, I was invited to the Briggs Fashion Forum, the inaugural Briggs mm. Fashion Forum. So what Forum. is that? What it is, is the it's a collaboration between the Department of Arts and Culture mm. and the South Africa Fashion Week to okay. talk about how they can breach the gap in, in access, market access, as it relates to South African designers and mm. them connecting with the Briggs countries, so Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China. Yeah. And um, I have a very extensive history in fashion, fashion mm. model turned lawyer, yes. and I do fashion and entertainment law now. But independent of that, the Lady Bro publication you mentioned mm. has focused 11 years solely focusing on South African fashion in uh, the U.S. Wow. And independent of that, my mm. practice has had me liaisoning with a lot of um, African designers. Mm. So it only made sense that I had the opportunity to present the legal aspect of it, intellectual property rights, mm. business, and doing business in the U.S. and how you actually, from an African perspective, penetrate the market there. What would you say was the main take out or conclusion from this BRICS Fashion Summit? Very interesting question. I would say that for me, it was interesting to learn about manufacturing having a major problem in the country. Mm. And I got the sense that the DAC was tr truly committed in, in reviving that or finding a way that th they can help create sustainable fashion for mm. designers. And South African designers, I got a chance to attend SA Fashion Week as well. Mm. The immense talent, the diversity. I yes. saw women designing menswear, no big deal in the States. 
that's a rarity. Yes. Um, I saw a lot of black models on the runway. We're mm. still arguing about one or two on yes. the runway. So South Africa, in a lot of ways, both in fashion and music, are mm. way ahead of the game. The question is, how does that, how, how do you scale that globally, mm. where it's not sort of like, yes, you have all these things going, but no one really knows about you. In fact, earlier on, you spoke about how you've, pretty much been an advocate for South African fashion in the U.S. Absolutely. How are we doing fashion-wise in the U.S.? You know, it's it's a very interesting question. At some point, mm. it seemed like South African fashion designers were going to get to a point where they were basically mass-retailed nationwide, mm. where you could go locally into the stores. I don't know what happened. Mm. Uh, you had a lot of designers coming through, mm. but again, no no follow through per se. Oh, yes. Where that translates into the stores, the marketing, the branding. I think part of it is you don't have that communication with a law firm like mine that yes. focuses, understands the African uh, identity mm. and can help translate that, decode that into mainstream uh, American fashion. So I think that's part part of the problem, independent of other things that need to be in place. In fact, I agree with you that it's, it's all good that you're showing at New York Fashion Week, but if that doesn't translate into sales, into getting into American stores, what's the point really? I agree. I, I think so. I how think do we instead, fix that? How do, we how fix do you that? fix that? You instead focus on trade shows. So rather than the runway shows, which are great, Right, yes. So you have the buyers and the medias. Generally, our fashion shows tend to be that. Mm. You go and you sell. So get so into the trade, trade shows. Show. You know, the magic shows, for example, a good example of that. Then you've got your publicity. Mm. Publicity is important because it's all about branding and brand positioning. Yes. And then you need your legal. You can't try. I'll, I'll not drop names here, but there was a, a, a South African designer who came and tried to do certain things in the U.S. market, mm. and the publicity wasn't quite right, and mm. that ended up getting him nationwide bad publicity. Oh yes. You don't want a situation like that that happens, and that means you must be talking to your local liaisons over in the U.S. 642, hashtag what are you packing, hashtag mad about Africa. She's a journalist, author, lawyer, Miss Uduak Uduak. I got it right. Yes, you did. Sounds really good. Yeah! <laughs> yes! You are also an entertainment lawyer. That's correct. Tell us about the what you're doing in that arena. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm mad about Africa. Um, African identity is super important to me. So I'm one of the few, if not the only, law firm focused on the African entertainment industry. Independent of my practice, I launched the first ever um, Entertain, music business and entertainment law blog empowering mm. the African artist and really stands for what it says. Uh, whether you're trying to understand IP rights, mm. whether you're trying to understand uh, branding, whether you're trying to understand all the different things that happen across, including penetrating the U.S. market. It mm. covers it. I have podcast show where I have some of the industry heavyweights come and speak and mm. share their knowledge. And in addition to that, I take on the very controversial topics happening. Mm. I haven't co covered Casper and the shenanigans that mm. happen with AKA and all that. But yes. for example, I would cover a story like that with brand publicity. Uh -huh. um, but I would cover deal making, music mm. licensing. I would cover breaking into the U.S. market. Um. Um, initially, with Lady Brill, it's very pan-African. Yeah. When I got to start doing African music law, I wanted it to be that way. But mm. it immediately became clear that every jurisdiction has so many laws. Yeah. I can't study every single thing right away. So mm. I focused on the Nigerian entertainment industry okay. and specifically to that, the laws that are part yes. of that. And then finally, I've long, long, uh, written a book, first ever comprehensive music law book for mm. the uh, Nigerian and U.S. industry. 
So what is the blog? Where do we find it? Is there a website? Yeah. We, we Africa, A-F-R-I-C-A, no N, africamusiclaw.com. Africamusiclaw.com. And the book, what's the book called? Well, it's not it's not been officially published, but Nigerian Music Industry and the Law, An Artist's Guide to Success in the Music Business. Where do we find that book? Can we find it somewhere? Not yet. Yes. I, I'm waiting for takers and sponsorships so we can launch this book. Okay. I've written it. The yes. challenge has been finding the right publisher to help uh, launch it and launch it in a way that makes sense. So any artist across the continent that wants to break into the U.S. market or the Nigerian entertainment market would yes. know how to do that. Hanging out with American journalist, author, lawyer, advocate, uh, Miss Uduak. Or do walk more from her straight after this. Right now, it is Fresh Bears with Sam Kim Chongo. We're going straight to Durban with the Comedy Minute from Carvin Goldstone. Tseho and Casper Vest, this is Vibe on Metro FM. Just Juice is getting a makeover. Your favorite juice flavors breakfast blend, orange and orange mango, apple, grape, and tropical will still be available in nationwide stores under the new name of Cappy. Choose Cappy as an accompaniment to a real fresh breakfast and to start your day. Try Cappy 100% fruit juice in 330ml cans or 1.5 litre bottles to share with the whole family. Visit Facebook to see what the new Cappy brand looks like. Cappy, C-A-P-P-Y. Hashtag Mad About Africa. Hashtag, what are you packing? We're hanging out with our guest this morning from the U.S., journalist, author, lawyer, Uduak Oduwak. Excellent pronunciation. I got this. I yes, got this. you do. I feel you like do. I've spent the like, last 20 years with you. <laughs> you experienced a lot of trauma as a child, but only started really dealing with it in your 20s. Uh, care to take us through the journey? Sure. And um, I, I think you talked about how would you describe Lagos. I think Lagos is an amazing place, but it also comes with <laughs> with, with certain things that yeah. one might not realize is not normal. Sure. But then when you get out of it, uh, that environment, you realize it is. One such thing is, is um, how we treat uh, children mm. in that society. Um, well, the the traumatic event that I had was mm. was assault on my person mm. as as a young person. Mm. Uh, other traumatic events that I also observed, obviously, it was just in society. For example, someone can just mob mentality. Someone can just yell "thief" to someone else, uh, and next thing you know, there's a tire being thrown on the head of this person that mm. has just been accused of being a thief, and they they're burnt alive in front of you. Mm. And I was just discussing it recently. That body is kept. In the middle of the road, no mm. one clears it. It mm. swells and bursts out, and you're going back and forth to school every day, and you see that mm. and the stench and everything that goes with it. Mm. But independent of that, as a, as a child as well, assaulted, mm. and that um, that had a lot, of, a big impact on me. Mm. And it's one of the reasons why when I uh, write with and blog and talk on African music law and outside of, I really focus on health, mm. artist health being very, very important to me because... Uh, a lot of our artists experience a lot of things, not necessarily in that kind of trauma, but mm. traveling, touring, the rigors, the fame, and a lot of them don't know how to handle it. And the uncertainty sometimes. And the uncertainty I, I, as well. I don't know where the next paycheck is coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Great yeah. music. Now everybody thinks you're awesome, but then can you make it happen on the second album? Yeah. Um, you're, you might, you're, you're, your paycheck doesn't correlate with the publicity you yes, may have yes. um, and, and so much more than dealing with the expectations that society has mm. of you. So that's been able to help me be sensitive yeah. to those kind of issues that you know artists generally deal with. You're also passionate about 
artists and just general populace dealing with depression Absolutely. as opposed to sweeping it under the carpet. Absolutely. Can we expand on that a bit? Well, I, I had the privilege, I would say, to attend WHB's uh, memorial mm. at the new factory. Yeah. Um, and it was important for me to take time out of my schedule to just go be a part of it because yeah. he's been so influential, mm. uh, very Pan-African viewpoint, yeah. lots of collabos in the U.S. and on the continent. And for me... What I notice, African artists are not having these discussions. I think it's because it's all relatively still new. Mm. But there's a lot of depression in the community. And it makes sense because of the lifestyle. Yes. Lifestyle, you're in the studio recording all the time. Um, you're not eating well. Mm. A lot of artists believe that if they don't use some sort of drugs, particularly mm. choice of, of drugs being marijuana, they can't be creatively motivated mm. to create. And the rigors on the body. They're not sleeping and then they get to touring and so much more. That ultimately leads to depression, mm. independent of the other pressure that comes with being an artist and mm. they must be tuned into it. So it's no surprise when African artists, you start hearing about this person going through depression because the worst part is they don't know who to deal with mm. and there's a stigma attached to it. And you also And real G's don't cry. Real G's don't, Ask for help. And if you do, you're a coward. Yeah. Because how can you possibly not be strong enough yeah, to man handle... Up, man up, damn it. Yeah. Well, and you look at your environment, you're yeah. so lucky, so fortunate to have all these riches. And when you go on the street, down the street, you see people... I mean, I had a chance. When I travel, I like to get the whole experience. I went downtown Joburg. Mm. And it's like, whoa, such a contrast yeah. to what's happening in Santin or all the other areas mm. in Joburg. That's the reality that people, artists have to deal with. You were this famous, this popular, this successful, and you want to complain when your immediate vicinity mm. shows downtown Joburg kind of reality. Yeah. You should be grateful. Mm. So we need to be talking about these issues. If people want to get in touch with you, read your blogs, uh, interact with you, where do we find you? Sure. If it's for the, generally for speaking engagements mm. or, or anything related to just my essence, you can go to Miss Uduak, M-S-U-D-U-A-K dot com. Mm -hmm. In the alternative, you can go to Africa, A-F-R-I-C-A law dot com. Or you can just go directly to my law firm if it relates to law business. And yeah. that's A-B-2-E-B-I-T-U law, G-R-P dot com. Uduak, Uduak, Uduak. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing experiences and uh, your points of view. Thank you for inviting me. And it's so good to see another really tall fellow person. I can look straight <laughs> into his eyes. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, you. Uduak Oduak is about to leave the building.